0: This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. You're listening to Deadset Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. G'day podcasters, Josh here. Very quickly, before we jump in with the content today, if you want to support the show, buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod, or you can go to deadsetpodcasting.com slash support, and that helps keep this pirate ship afloating. Righto, today's topic is part one of a three-part series on production, editing, and promotion tips of kind of warming as I get older, to just basic beginner ish, but more so rudimentary tip kind of episodes when I'm listening to podcasts myself for information, because quite often the search for advanced tips and advanced information can pretty much be a road to nowhere because there's an inherent overestimation of where maybe you're at anyway. If you're actually at the point where that stuff's appropriate, then you may be past the point where you need it so I quite often convince myself that I need advanced tips and I need really high level information and sometimes it's best to just take a step back and think if I really required that stuff wouldn't at least some of my own expertise have led me to discover those things anyway so this is more a beginner to intermediate level episode and Not to get too bogged down in the philosophical sort of stuff, but to me, I've made most of these mistakes myself, so I know that they can help people, because I've stuffed up a lot of this stuff myself along the way. So today we're going to cover production, in particular for guest interviews and creating that initial piece of content. So number one is to practice recording your guests' names their website names and their social media handles out loud. This is the thing I think that I've made the biggest mistakes on over the years, is not getting people's names wrong, but correcting my pronunciation of a name and then slipping into, I guess, the Australian way of saying certain names and words throughout the episode, instead of being very intentional about getting the name of the person, in particular surnames, And the name of their website and or their book or whatever, absolutely correct. And there may be a word or a syllable in any of those things that actually trips you up when you say it out loud and you don't realize because you've never had the pressure of having the person listening to you, the guest, and or listening and watching you if you happen to be using video or it's in person, just the pressure of being maybe a solo producer and host You're thinking about levels and the environment you're recording in, maybe some background noise or council workers outside building a road, whatever it is, and you start to slip on the things really that are most personal and important to that guest, their name and the name of what they do. So number two, this kind of goes along from number one, but it's an extension of that. Record and practice your own intros, website names. And anything you want to talk about, if it's going into the recording while the guest is actually there, because they don't want to listen, nor is it fair on them to have to sit through you fumbling your website name or forgetting what the product is you're trying to push or the event that you're going to be performing at if you're a comedian that weekend. Don't put your guests through the pain of listening to you do things during the recording session that should either have been practiced so they're smooth, or you could do later, so when they're not there and you're not taking up their time. Number three, and this is something Elsie from Libsyn mentioned on Twitter, and I thought it was great. Test your remote recording solution regularly. Don't just test it once, not record for six months because you're quote-unquote batching, and then you go back to record, turn your computer on and you don't realize your ecam call recorder version is out of date with Skype or Catalina on the Mac if your user Mac has decided to destroy everything about your process and you've got 10 minutes to fix it, make a test call close to the recording of any important guest. And that can be important for any reason. It can be important because they're a celebrity, they might have a reputation, they might be a channel in to other guests that you're trying to maybe find your way into a world and that person is almost a gatekeeper. Those connector type people are not the people to have a bad technical interview with. Not that you should with anybody, but every once in a while, confirm that the solution that you have is all up to date if it's software, that you have enough room on the SD card and you have fresh batteries or a good power supply if you're using a recorder. And for those of us that are doing some in person stuff with social distancing like I'm planning to in this new studio if you've recently moved all of your gear and or moved some of the gear and then added new equipment to that you may not be getting the levels and the sound and the type of mix in that new environment that you were in your previous in person environment so every time you change gear make sure you test it particularly if you're bringing people in remotely, because they're going to be detached from the situation just enough that it's going to be more frustrating for them to be away somewhere else wondering what's happening there. Whereas if if something's going wrong in person, you can joke about it. There's a trade of body language. There's warmth. Some of that doesn't translate remotely. That person, that guest is on an island and they're not fully aware of the context of what's happening on your end. They're just expecting to turn up and it's going to be super smooth and you need to test regularly. So number four, right before the call, listen to your guest if you can, if you can find content that they've done before and listen to them speak at normal speed. That's one X podcasters, not one and a half, not three because you're behind on your prep and you didn't absorb anything they've ever done before and you've got to get it all done in two hours, go back and listen to their natural speech patterns at one speed. Because I've done this many times and made this mistake many times. When you get on a call with people, their natural speaking speed and pattern may not be familiar to you like you think it is. They might sound drunk. They might sound slow. They might sound like they're pausing a lot because you don't know how they actually speak. Your brain is used to hearing their speech pattern condensed, and they might sound the same tonally, but they don't have the same intonation because you're hearing their voice as it actually is. And I'm not saying don't listen at faster speed. I normally do. But with a guest, right before you record, even if it's for two minutes, listen to them speak at normal speed. And you might be thinking, why not just wait till they're on the call? My mind is you should have done that work already and not having five minutes of warm-up time at the start that could be used to get into some kind of content or to just just to have a more natural conversation, not one where you're trying to get used to their voice for five minutes. That's a big one. That one I've done lots of times and I've really had to train myself just to go and hear how they talk, so I'm not caught off guard when I get on the call with them. So number five, let the guest know that you will call them if the call drops. They don't have to try and call you, and you're trying to call them, and they're trying to call you, and you're stuck playing phone tag on Skype or whatever you're using. If the call drops out completely, then you will be the person who calls them. That's the only way it will work. And the only reason you won't call them is if you've had a disaster on your end and there's no point in them calling you because you can't answer it. (laughs) So let them know that. That takes the stress off the guest. Also up front, and this is number six, let your guest know that if you're having technical difficulties that are coming from their end of the call, whether it's choppy, whether things are dropping out, whether there's a massive amount of unwanted background noise, that you may stop them abruptly, and that you're not being rude, and you're not trying to cut them off, I will stop you if the quality of this call is going to be detrimental to the podcast that comes out. And that could be something as simple as just saying, hey, if we're having technical difficulties, as I'm recording everything at this end, I'll let you know by just holding up my hand if it's on video, or if I do need to cut you off, and we're on audio only, I'll use a phrase like, sorry, Josh, we're going to have to pause a second or send them a message or a chat saying the same thing. Sorry, I've lost your sound. We're going to have to pause for a second. And it's your job as the host to remember where that person is at, because if they were deep in a thought or getting towards the end of a thought, cutting them off may detach them from the emotion that was driving them towards that point. Because they were so stuck in their own head of getting somewhere that they don't really know what step they were at. You as the host, before you actually interrupt, so to speak, you need to have catalogued in your head what was just said and potentially where that was going, just for the guest's benefit, so they can jump straight back on that same track and start kicking butt again. So we're coming towards the end here. Number seven, don't be afraid to let the guest circle back on their answer. It drives me nuts when I hear people say, it's irritating when guests circle back. To me, it's gold, because quite often people are articulating something extemporaneously that has only ever existed in the head or in the written word, or it's existed as someone else's words and they're interpreting that out loud for the first time. That circle back answer can be a very clear summation of your guests' thoughts about something. And you have the option for that to be their answer. You can cut, manipulate, edit all the preamble, if that's what it is, to get to that answer, or you can leave it in in editing. But don't cut people off by saying, oh, we've already covered that, can we move on? Every time I swear that I get an even better answer out of somebody, it's after they've done an extemporaneous circle back. They've gotten to a better view of their own thoughts by stumbling through, stumbling through a bunch of muddy thoughts to get to that clear water. So if you're the type of podcaster that likes to move people along when you think they've already answered something, just give them a beat. Obviously, if they're telling you the same thing over and over again, there's ways that you can move people along. If they're giving you a weaker answer... Than the first time, then you just chop it out later. But quite often, the gold to me is in the re answer. The reputation of re answers has got a bad rap in podcasting. But think about how you understand something. Normally, it's a big muddled bunch of information. You say it to yourself, you write about it, you talk about it with people, and that refined, clear summation of what it was becomes evident through fumbling through mistakes, through talking it out loud. So don't deprive your guest of the chance to deliver an even better answer. And just as a side note, a little bit strange to be talking and raising my voice in a room and getting no reverb in my headphones at all. So I guess I should be proud of that, but it's also a little bit weird still. But I like it. Number eight. Unless your guest is directly involved in the content as kind of like a a hitting partner in tennis... If you're going to do your entire intro with that person clearly sitting there waiting, because maybe you say something after 5-10 minutes, my friend blah blah has been waiting patiently, how are you going blah blah. That is weird to the listener. Why did you have them sitting there in silence when you went through a whole bunch of stuff, advertising, plugs for yourself, personal stories, whatever else, And they were just sitting there live on the call, waiting for their chance to talk. You don't do that to your friends. You don't put them on a time limit. Okay, Josh too. I know we're mates, but you're going to sit there for 15 minutes and I'm going to talk. And only when I say you can talk, can you talk. That is ludicrous. And one person that used to do this, or at least it sounded like he was doing this, was the podcast Answer Man, Cliff Ravenscraft? I remember when he used to talk to Eric. Sorry, I can't remember Eric's last name. It always sounded like Eric had been sitting there through 20 minutes of Cliff plugging himself, his products, and his personal stories. And whether he was or he wasn't, the way it was presented was really weird to a listener. Do all that stuff later. Do it after the guest is gone. If you want a similar voice tone because you sound a certain way that day or you're in a certain room and you want to capture that room, do it after the call so your audience doesn't feel like the guest is subservient to you because they were made to sit there and listen until you were ready for them to speak. That's just not on. Weird, weird, weird As the listener. Always be thinking about the listener. Okay. At Joshua C. Liston on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Joshua C. Liston on LinkedIn, if you're interested in talking to me about editing services, you can also go to deadsetpodcasting.com slash support to support the show, there's a buy me a coffee link there where you can support the show if you choose to, okay, we also edit podcasts, so if you like the way this was edited, or you want to discuss editing in general, getting quotes, that sort of stuff, deadsetpodcasting.com slash services, which you'll probably hear about in a little ad at the end. I promise I didn't keep the ad waiting. That person was pre-recorded, like it should be. This episode was edited by Dead Set Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.